0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another podcast of Silencing of Stigma. I'm here tonight, and Austin's here tonight. So, welcome, Austin.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome back.
0: Yeah, We had a really nice pre-podcast recording conversation, so if we fight, just let us alone. He ticked me off. He said I had a mustache, but anyway... Okay. Well, what's going on, guys? We obviously don't have an, a guest tonight. I am lining up some guests. I have a couple um, in the pipeline to make scheduled dates for. Pipeline? Yeah, my pipeline. That's what you say. Um, what? <laughs> that's what you say when you have things going on and you just, they're in your pipeline. Like it must when, be your generation. Well, no, it's like in sales, too. You always want to have a full pipeline so that you're constantly having people. To interview or whatever anyway we're working on it Uh, it's gonna it's in my pipeline Austin doesn't know what that means so we'll just keep it in my pipeline but before we get started tonight I have some information that I wanted to share it's pretty interesting information we're gonna read over it together not necessarily read over it but I'm going to um, paraphrase some of the information and also share it because it's pretty interesting but before we do that, we've been getting a lot of interaction and comments and things like that from different people. I had one while I was just sitting here talking to Austin from an individual I haven't heard from that I didn't even realize listened to the podcast. We have a lot of new people on the podcast, thanks to the Not One More group. But I'd like to at some point have some kind of group because we were at a family function last Sunday and two of the family members that listened faithfully I won't say their names because Austin says I call them out all the time. They don't care. But anyway, one of the sisters, their sisters um One of the sisters said that she could kick Austin's ass because he's so mean and picks on me. Um, Wait, she said that? (laughs) She didn't say kick your ass because she wouldn't talk like that. But she gets frustrated because you're mean to me sometimes, and I just laugh. I said it's like a love-hate relationship, but we have fun doing this. It's all fun games. Again, he told me I had a mustache before we came on, so we we don't take it personal. We just laugh, and I'll probably go shave my mustache after this this recording. I'm just speaking the truth. (laughs) That's why we don't go live. But anyway, Anyway, one sister soft like me, who has sympathy, empathetic for everybody, and the other sister kind of tends to fall under Austin. Like, some of this stuff she believes is in people's control, and that they can take care of it. So it was kind of interesting. We had another comment on our page um, from Bonnie. I'll say her name because she openly put the comment out there. um, Who talks, who was on a podcast, talked about being overweight, talked about different people, struggles, and that could it be a chemical imbalance? And her comments are on the page. If you're interested in reading, I did respond back to Bonnie. And I do believe that some people don't, want to learn about things because they don't believe it's going to affect them. And my comment to Bonnie basically was those people that say they don't need to know because it doesn't affect their family. I sure as heck hope that they don't have to learn about it for the same reason and how we had to learn about it. This topic that came up just yesterday with me, I I never thought about this topic, but I'm interested. Like I want to learn about it now. I'm not going to be the person that says that's not going to happen to an individual in my family. It's not, something that I ever have to worry about because that's not necessarily true. So now that it was brought to my attention, I want to learn about it.
1: Yeah, but opioid deaths, that, that's been on the news, right?
0: That's what I mean. So people should hear. So what you were just saying? Pe- yeah, that's what I mean. Like people are hearing at the deaths, like you're hearing it on the news, not right now it's more COVID related, but the opioid overdose is is rising and we're going to go over some of the stuff that I'm going to share, but I would probably want to know about it. So anyway, what I was getting at there is I would love to have a bunch of people come on at a specific time, um, meet in a location and kind of go over some of their thoughts. We talked about so many different topics. We talk about religion, overweight, overeating. Um, Obviously, our main focus was addiction, um, drug addiction, but we've covered so many different topics. And what I don't want, and and we talk about this all the time, Austin continually is saying, share, share your thoughts, share your thoughts. After I heard a couple people this week telling me I listened to it, I don't agree with it. And thank you, Bonnie, because you reached out to two different uh, podcasts with comments. And I appreciate that because the last thing I want is people to not comment or disagree with us. Like, I told this family member, like, we're not going to take it personal. If you disagree with what we're saying, don't sit there and get frustrated and yell at us through the podcast, through your microphone, or through your whatever you're listening to this podcast on. Like, reach out to us because we want the challenge because we don't know everything. And if you're going to challenge what we're saying, we're going to research it and get the correct answer. Or if you just disagree with one of our opinions, like, share it because I'm all about accountability. If you can convince me, that my thoughts are not correct or try to persuade me into something else i'm always going to listen. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, it's i think it's easier said than done.
0: Well, i'm pretty opinionated, so i just i just don't want people getting frustrated and disagree. If you disagree with us at any time, just drop us a comment if you're not comfortable putting it on the page on facebook or whatever you have our phone numbers most of you have our text message just you can uh, private message one of us and let us know um, that you were frustrated why you were frustrated because it does get frustrating and the, the biggest topic and i guess what sparked some of this was the comment that happened at the dinner that you were at i had two different people respond to me about that and i had one person put a facebook post up about family members and, you know, don't, don't judge us. And so that was kind of like that story there kind of sparked a little bit of uh, excitement. I would say, I guess that's the word I would use. But anyway, at this point, I would love to have some people come on and talk about these different topics, talk about different opinions. You're hearing two opinions, sometimes three when Dylan's with us. And there's so many different opinions out there that we can share that might help somebody or Somebody might agree with that never thought of your opinion on, on a specific topic doesn't necessarily have to be the drug addiction. So I just wanted to get that out there first and again, and Bonnie, thank you for responding on the Facebook and I will respond to everybody else that responded to me personally. I appreciate that as well. Anything else before I share? So this is kind of informational, guys. It was just interesting to me, and I actually just got this information not too long ago, and I was spending some time looking at it, and I confirmed that I'm allowed to speak about it, but it's actually an annual report. It's a 2021 annual report, and it comes out of the York County Coroner's Office. Pam Gay is our county coroner. Um, I was able to meet her the morning um, that Kyle passed away. She came to the house and was very pleasant, very informative, so she sees a lot of this stuff, but Um, it it is public, you can get it, it's the annual report. And I was just kind of like flipping through it, like trying to get some information, what all they do. It goes over an explanation, what they do in their office. They have a care volunteer team that helps them. They have that gift of life program. I'm just down reading, reading down through like their investigations, their manners of death. Um, That's the comparative statistics, which is interesting to me the accidental drug death data, the homicide, the suicide, all kinds of different, um, statistics here that I wanted to share. But one of the things in her synopsis is, um, at the beginning is that the drug overdoses just came off an all high all time high of greater than 200 during 2020. Um, so it did come down a little bit and they're desperate, um, for the reprieve for the families who are losing their loved ones. And, you know, for ourselves, Meaning the, the coroner and her um, employees. So it was kind of interesting as I was going through this, some of the things are going down and other things are going up based upon this COVID. We talked about this early on with the COVID, not being able to go to meetings and stuff, remember that? And so they didn't have that face-to-face interaction, and so it was a really, some dark days for the individuals that needed to go to meetings or be in contact with people just to communicate and help them with their uh, their addiction, and not just addiction, but it's also affected the um, mental health, and we talked about that a couple times. It affects all of our mental health. We're, we're surviving now. I think we're kind of getting a little bit more used to it, and we're able to go out and do more, so I think that that's helping some of these statistics as well. Um, as I'm scrolling through here, I just wanted to um, talk about some of the deaths, um, in, in the 2021, this is 2021, but actually she has, uh, all the deaths here, the pending deaths, and it's broken down by different, like natural, accidental, homicide, suicide, undetermined. But one of the things that I was looking at, she has a comparative statistics chart in here. And I look specifically at the drug, um, drugs, death by drugs. Um, She started in 2011. There was 47. And it just continued to go up. And I was looking at 2014, the year that Kyle passed away. And in 2013 is when we didn't really hear about it. It really started talking about it more in 2014. And it's ironic because it went from 56 in 2013 to 110 in 2014. And it just continues to grow up and down. The chart's probably up and down. It's not straight up word trend, uh, 2015 was 95, 2016 was 121, 2017 was 171, 2018 was 156, 2019 was 141, and these are all deaths in York County, and then in 2020, it went to 204, and that's when COVID took place. But if you start looking, and we talked about it before COVID, uh, a lot of people talked about the overdose. It was the epidemic that everybody across the country was trying to figure out, and COVID kind of came, and it fell to the wayside as far as news media, but not necessarily the number of deaths. It was still occurring at at an an enormous rate, in my opinion. Um, In 2021, there was 125. So that's just information out there. It's interesting information, how it just continues to grow and grow and grow, um, in regards to the deaths. And then I looked at the suicide because we hear about the suicide rates as well. Um, especially during the mental health issues with the COVID and I'm seeing like 2011 was 56. Then it went to 58, 68, 2014, it went to 88. So it's kind of interesting. It's a kind of like correlation. So the suicides and the drugs went up, pretty much in 2014 uh they went down in 2015 the suicides went up in 2018 actually 2019 they came down to 70 2020 they were at 61 so the drugs definitely took a hit during covid years um, and the suicides kind of balanced out at that point so as i continue on any comments on any of this it's Basically statistical information. Yeah,
1: it doesn't say really age-wise.
0: Well, I'm getting to that. Oh, does it? It does. Um, That's just overall in general. That was the first part of the report. Um, Drug overdoses in York County um, fall under the accidental deaths um, beside work-related, auto-pedestrian, and work-related auto. And it is by far um, higher. So um then it has home and play desks, and i'm not exactly sure what that is there's so much information here but one of the things if we look at 2021 the york county drug deaths by drug categories that's interesting so 20 around 20 looks like was just fentanyl only in 2021 so that means that person strictly just had fentanyl which we hear a lot about fentanyl i've been posting a lot of stuff on our page about fentanyl because p- when Kyle passed away, he died of fentanyl and heroin. And at that point, the fentanyl was put in to make this heroin so much be like a better drug. Now people literally know that fentanyl can kill you, and they are looking to get that straight fentanyl. And we're learning more about that. You're seeing a lot about that. Uh, there's actually a lot of groups and studies and committees that focus just on the deaths of fentanyl. There's support groups just for that. Um, But the fentanyl is probably around 20. And then there was a mixed drug, including fentanyl, which would fall under that category. And it looks like that's about like 83, 84 deaths based on the mixed drugs, including the fentanyl. And then the prescription opioids. So that's the prescription pills that everybody talks about. That's probably, that's less than 10. And then the other one, I'm not sure of. it's non-opioid illicit. So I don't know what drugs that might be. Is that, you know, they're the ones that aren't the opioids. I don't know. if
1: Maybe one of our listeners can help us out there.
0: Yeah, help us out with that. Um, I'm assuming, I don't think that cocaine is an opioid. I don't know. So any listener out there that can explain that uh, non-opioid illicit. But anyway, that was a little bit higher, maybe one or two higher than the prescription opioids. Uh, that people passed away from. So that was 2021, and that was the deaths by drug categories. And the next one we're looking at here, this is deaths by gender. So without looking at my paper, do you think it's more guys or girls or equal? These are drug deaths by gender.
1: So the right side is the higher one. I don't know which one it was, though.
0: What would you think?
1: I would probably have to say female.
0: Wrong. There's like, I
1: just took a guess. I have no, no, no information no. to back that up. But
0: it's interesting, the gender. So it's about 100 of the deaths are male. And maybe like 35 or 30 are female. Is that interesting? Next is the drug deaths by race. This one's interesting as well. So the black is about 20. The white is about 100. And the Hispanic is probably about 17 or 18. So when we talk about inner city and and people talk and they judge and they start talking about who does drugs, 100 of these in York County were um, white. So that's interesting. It even goes on, and, and this is available to anybody. This this is interesting to me as well. Drug deaths by the zip code where the overdose occurred. So not where the individual lived, but where the overdose actually occurred. And you can see the number one zip code is 17401. What that? I'm thinking that is right in inner city York. I'm pretty sure where I work. It's 17401. And that's on Philadelphia Street. So and that by far is the highest zip code. 17401. hmm And then it goes four oh four four oh three. York. And what's one seven three three one? Because that's just as high as that's one what? One seven three three one. Hanover. Okay, so it's York. All of York, uh, 401, 402, 403, 404, um, is the highest ones in York. 401 being double of everywhere else, and then it's 17331, which Austin looked up for us as Hanover. That's um, pretty close to where the 402, That's, 403, and
1: 404 is. I'm assuming yes, yeah, Hanover.
0: Which I actually, uh, Gina from Hanover is going to come on and do a podcast with us. She actually runs a uh, some homes in Hanover. And we talked a little bit on the phone a couple weeks ago about what's going on in Hanover. So that's interesting. So anyway, that's just what the drugs are by zip code. I just wanted to share some of that information with you. And then I just wanted to go into a little bit about, because we do talk about the... Uh, the mental health issues and the suicide we had bruce on our uh podcast whose son committed suicide we also had angie on
1: as you would say completed
0: completed yeah and i actually just saw bruce on downtown the other day explain that to me he completed oh that's right he used the word completed okay but yeah so there's actually um in her synopsis here it's saying that uh Two successive years of decreased suicides.
1: Where are you pulling these out of?
0: So in 20, I'm I'm reading it. Our suicide deaths increased 78 deaths to suicide in 2021. So it actually was decreasing and then it became in 2021, it increased. So there were 78 deaths to suicide in 2021. Um, She said that's quite concerning because it's a preventable death. Um, It also, as she states in here, that it drastically impacts those family members left behind, which is very true. Um, We've not experienced that, but I can imagine just the loss of a family member is difficult, especially a child. So there's suicide prevention of York out there um, that continue to experience the difficulties. Um, They're trying to educate the community, just like we're trying to educate the community on drug addiction, suicide prevention really needs some attention as well. Um, So they're looking for people to do things as well in that. So talking about the um, gender of suicide, Austin, take a guess.
1: Let's go male again.
0: That's correct. I mean,
1: not again, but males as Yep.
0: So the male suicide deaths in 2021, according to this report, looks like it's about like 62, 63 And the females look like they're about fifteen.
1: What are you trying to say?
0: I'm not trying to say anything. It's just you would think that it would be opposite, more so. I don't know why. And again, I was going to say why. I it's just an assumption that you should never make an assumption, but you would just think
1: based off what. Well,
0: here's what I think. It's. It doesn't surprise me. Now let's talk about this. It doesn't. We're all
1: open-minded here, so yeah, I'm whatever, being open-minded. Whatever your it, opinion it, is, it
0: doesn't surprise me now, because most guys are struggle to admit that they have the issue. Is that fair to say?
1: You know there there is a there is a TikTok video that is uh, is out there that says um, something about along the lines of. Who do who do guys go to when they when they need help or or to talk? And then a lot of them, the whole video is basically like a lot of them say nobody. They have nobody to go to, because we're men. We're supposed to hold our feelings and we're supposed to like be able to control our feelings and and handle things ourselves. Because we're that male figure, and that's what the TikTok was basically about. And, and that's then,
0: why I just retract my opinion. And it was
1: it was it was kind of sad in a way. And a lot of people did a, like a duo where you'd see their reaction, and it wasn't. It wasn't good like and if you think about it i mean
0: so you would assume in my assumption which was probably well it is wrong because according to this paper is more girls talk about it and so you would look and say okay there's so many mm-hmm. girls talking about this they must struggle more but then to your point that's all he right but to your to. point we have the males out there who not all because some are open right, you can't some of them reach out I've had I've had quite a few individuals that were male that talked to me that openly admitted that they needed help, that they were depressed and whatever. So, you know, that that doesn't surprise me now. I would have to take back what I first said. So anyway, the males are probably about like 63 and the females are probably about 15. So next is the um, deaths by age group. So what do you, I'm hiding this again. What age group do you think? What's what's the
1: different categories? Okay,
0: so it's 14, 18, 19. I'm going to say. Hold on. 18 to 25. 19, 25. 19,
1: 26 25.
0: to 34, 35 to 44. I'm going through this so everybody at home can guess too. 45 to 60, 61 to 75, and 76 That's too many categories. to 100. Which you said what? Unless you're
1: pausing and listening to this at the same time, you didn't catch all that.
0: Fourteen, eighteen. I'm gonna say no. Nineteen, twenty-five. It's
1: gotta be either that
0: one or the next one. Twenty-six, thirty-four. It's one of those two. Thirty-five, forty-four. Forty-five, sixty. Sixty-one to seventy-five, and seventy-six to one hundred. So you're saying? I'm saying seventy-six
1: to one hundred.
0: No, you just said 19 to 25 and 26 to 34. Those two. Those two are in battle?
1: Which one's this?
0: Okay, so I'm I'm taking my, my hand off of this chart. Actually, 45 to 60-year-olds have the highest suicide rate, and there's probably oh, like this about is suicide. 26 deaths. This
1: is all just based this, on York. This is all your this County. This is your
0: County, yes. So the age group of fifty 45 to 60 has the highest suicide death rate by age group. The second is 61 to 75. Uh, Third and fourth are very close. They look almost the same. And that's 26 to 34 and 35 to 44 is about 10 each in that age bracket. The 61 to 75 looks like it's probably around 18. And the 45 to 60 is about 26. Now, oh, that's interesting. So, again, uh, team, whoever's listening to this, this is just statistics that I came across. Did you across. Just say team? Team.
1: <laughs> this isn't your... This isn't work.
0: <laughs> Listener. I mean,
1: we we can be a team. I mean...
0: We're all a team. Everybody that listens to this is a team because we're all out for the same thing. We want to help people. She's talking we to care. us like she's at work now. No, I'm not at work, but I use a lot. I do a lot Good of. Good job, an...
1: team. Way to hit your numbers today.
0: Isn't that funny? Because we're talking about numbers. We got a lot, a lot of analytical... pipelines. All right, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, so that takes care of that, and then interesting enough. The zip codes.
1: What else you got in your pipeline?
0: The zip codes. This one is 17404 is the biggest, the largest. And then 17402, and your address is in 17402, Austin. Mm -hmm. That's second. And then we have that 17331 in Hanover again.
1: 17404 is located in southern Pennsylvania.
0: So, 402, which is East York, your area, and 17331 is in Hanover. It's not my area. Well, that's I where you live. I don't own that area. Well, you live in that area. So, that is what I wanted to share.
1: I mean, these numbers are interesting, but you have to realize that it's... I know it's all for statistics and all that stuff to maybe give these people a better idea of what's going on, but you have to realize those numbers are people.
0: Understood. Every one of them is important.
1: You say just 10 people, that's that's 10 families that are affected by whatever it may be. And then you got to, you have, that's that's just your close family. And then you got uh, aunts, uncles, and I mean, just 10 people passing away could affect a lot of different people. And it, it really does make you think like how many people out there are dealing with or struggling or going through or know somebody that's that's been through any of those different.
0: Yeah, and I just picked out two of them. That was just the two. There there's more. More different deaths. Um, there's, there's so much that the, the coroner's office does and has to deal with also, if you think about so it.
1: So what are they doing with those numbers?
0: Um, I don't know exactly or what they do. Or is it just
1: to give them an idea of...
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. They just put it out there for people. I mean, obviously, they're keeping trends. They want to see, like, what's going on and uh trying to help like one of the things that they do is they have a community outreach um, this is something that i'm reading right now i'm looking at here that they actually go out and do free trainings and presentations with schools businesses and law enforcement uh, civic organizations religious organizations um, they do presentations for groups some of it here is what's the role of the coroner in york county I didn't really know what a coroner was, or what they did, until they showed up at our house that morning. And just imagine what they see, and what they have to go through. Um, It's a lot. Just as police officers, ambulance, you know, people like that. But they do the coroner as death investigator, because they have to investigate these deaths. The opioid epidemic in York County, they do presentations, deaths among older adults, awareness and prevention, safe infant sleep, why is it so important, suicide prevention and awareness, actually when to call the coroner, and how the coroner and healthcare facilities can collaborate on trauma deaths. So they do a lot. They have a community outreach program. They actually have board members, uh, committees that are on board members that they serve on. It's really interesting, like everything that they do. And we always hope that we never have the coroner show up to your house. Anytime that you're watching the news or hearing something on an accident or whatever, and someone says, well, the coroner was called to the scene, that indicates that someone has already passed. And if you remember in Kyle's story when we shared that, that's how um one of our people showed up. They heard it on the radio, a police scanner that there was a the coroner was called to our address, so they already knew before they got there that someone in our house had passed away. So I just kind of wanted to share this. It's just interesting. I'm a numbers person, as Austin says, I just shared with my team, <laughs> but to Austin's point. When I say just 10, and it's not just 10, every one is too many, especially the preventable deaths where you can prevent it, the suicides, the opioids, anywhere, any death that you can prevent, one is too many. So thank you for listening. Um, We did throw out a couple of things that we weren't sure of what the answers are to that. Again, get back to us somehow. Let us know if you're interested in coming on and having a discussion. I would love to have a discussion. And bring your ideas and your own opinions. There's a couple people I'd like to throw out there, um, say their names. I'm just going to say it because I love (laughs) Stephen. Stephen always likes the opportunity to come and question and share his opinion. And I love that about Stephen. So... Gina, you listen to this. Tell Stephen we're looking for some people um, to come on the show. Now it's a show. <laughs> it's all kind of stuff. But just come on and, like, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about some of these topics. Let's meet each other because we do these podcasts and we have different people and different experiences. How cool would it be if they get together and talk about it?
1: Yeah, even if, if we can hook up through Skype or Zoom, we could do that as well.
0: Awesome. Anything else? Okay, guys. Well, like I said, I have some things in my pipeline. I have a couple of people coming on to tell their stories. I'm excited. I need to call a couple of you to get back here and um do some catch-up. So, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you.
1: See ya.